You're listening to the Pretty Bitchy Podcast, where we interview some of our favorite people and determine if they've been exhibiting pretty behavior or bitchy behavior. pod and featuring coffee red wine and matcha yeah honestly this is like what i do at brunch i always have like four drinks going and eat like my my like mimosa and then my tea then my water and then obviously a grapefruit juice and like you just eat them all you know what i've been craving lately a good spicy caesar yes those are good i find that spice is not good for me anymore when i'm hungover that's fair. Oh, fuck. I forgot your hot sauce again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you tell us a little bit about this hot sauce? Okay, so I'm like, the only way I'm going to be a domestic bitch is if I am making hot sauces or, like, wine. That's, like, my vibe. Like, you I like the fermented things. Yeah, like, I don't want to cook at home, but I do want to, like, make home fun. Okay. So it's like, I'll cook because I'm like, yeah, I'm making all these, like, sauces and I'm making this wine and stuff. It's like... To cook is an obligation for, like, a family. Like, right. I will need a nanny in the future. Yeah. It's more so, like, when you're doing it because you have to eat a meal, it's less fun. Yeah. It's You're, like, you're like cooking accessories to your meal. Like, these are components of a meal, but not the meal itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can make a full meal. Like, I'm really good at cooking. It's just that, like, people start getting, like, demanding about it. Right. And it's, like... I will never be that person that's like, honey, you're home. Thank God. Hang your hat up. Here's your dinner. Where are the kids? I made them their own personal meal. Okay. I was thinking about that recently and I was thinking about like relationships and how I will also never be that. Like, no. I won't be around while you're eating dinner. That's no. not even, that's the time I leave the house. Like the idea of cooking a meal for a man every single day for the rest of my life or my married life is white slavery that's what you that's, that's your version of slavery like and that's slavery twice for me i'm good like i am good it's just like not in a million years no i would rather be single dude i would rather be dead yeah like i like I'm not, there's no way. We're both going to be on a diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called eat before you get home. The breathetarian diet. I told you that it's real. The breathetarian diet. People that live off air. Okay, I, that's a level of mental illness that not even I have reached. This girl was pregnant on, like, just having air for lunch. How? How? Apparently we don't need food. <laughs> I disagree. Oh, I do wholeheartedly. <laughs> but I like looked up so many articles. This girl really did just breathe with her husband. And they have kids. For her second pregnancy, she had broth soup once in a while. But mainly a breathetarian pregnancy. A breathetarian pregnancy. Pregnancy already seems so unappealing to me. And then you take away like the one good part which is getting to eat whatever you want when you want because you're pregnant yeah like then after that there are no benefits to me yeah when she's like i'm hungry he's like deep breath like absolutely not i would scream but you'd have to breathe first which is what he wants (laughs) (laughs) oh 
how was your day today? It's been a busy day. It's been super busy. I um, got up. I have to do a live on Instagram Live. Have you, like, remembered those? I saw the notification, and I was at the hairdresser's, and I was like, this is triggering a pandemic memory in me. Yeah, it was fun. I, we had, like, lo- lunch online, so I was eating lunch and having a glass of wine. Ooh, ladies who lunch. And, yeah, LOL, ladies on lunchtime. Oh. And, um, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> LOLT. Yeah. Well, lunchtime's a compound word. Yeah. Uh, it is. <laughs> That's why you're a teacher and I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, I don't actually even think I know what a compound word means. <laughs> you know, cha time is just one word. It was lunch time. It's like compound. I love that that's your example. <laughs> but yeah, I did that and then I had to clean and I had to write all these emails. And it's just like, this is the worst season to write emails. Everyone's like so back to school, like in every as- aspect of their lives. Are you getting a lot of like just super formal emails? Like as per my last request? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of... This was sent four days ago. Would you like to reply? (laughs) (laughs) I hate when you get that little notification in Gmail. And it's like poo yellow. And you're like... like brown. It's a brown color just to show you how shitty you're being. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, "Um, I'm already paying for extra storage for this stupid thing. And now you're like gaslighting me this way. $2.99 a month. I think it's crazy when I know the cloud is made up. It is made up, but, like, it stores all of your information. Yeah, and you're going to make me pay to put even more of my life in this, like, nebulous thing? Yeah, I mean, I would love someone to go through my cloud. I wonder. Like, you can still log into your old iCloud from before, like, the one that they actually created for, like, Apple. And I went in there. There's so many news. I used to take news all the time. It's never been me. I just can't get the angle right. Um, yeah, the angle's hard. Like, I usually get both my arms, like, under each titty, squeeze them a bit together. Do a little lift. And then have, like, a, and then have it from above, and then just do the tits. Um, then you can rest it up against, like, a candle to get the butt shots in. Um, and usually, A little over the shoulder? Yeah, I go over the shoulder, but I usually do it in front of a mirror so I can see how my ass looks and, like, a cute thong. And then vagina ones are super hard. Um, Would not even try. Yeah, I mean, I don't send, I didn't send many vagina ones, but, like, I used to send everything for a long time. Face in or no face? Uh, yeah, face in. Wow, risque. You really didn't give a fuck. I still don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's just, like, whatever. I mean, I don't care about, like, if someone's like, oh my gosh, I knew I was never gonna be in a thing where my nudes being leaked would ruin my career. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) the funny thing about stand-up is it's like, no, it's actually the things I say. (laughs) Like, the things I say are probably more likely to get me, like, cancelled than, like, a nude dropping. Yeah, a nude dropping, you're like, wow. More fans. An entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I was, okay, I was at the hairdressers today, and I just, like, really need to, like, shout out hairdressers our nail techs are like brazilian ladies they were like the first therapists 
I was thinking about that. Yeah. Like, I will truly go to my hairdresser. We will both... I love my hairdresser. Also, she, like, comes to my show. She's so supportive. Whoa. I know. I'm obsessed with her. She'll bring her friends. She's, like, oh, so cute. Oh, I love that. She's literally the best. I also, like, anyone that's like, I need to get my hair cut. I need to get my hair colored. I'm like, I send them her way. But, like, we will literally see each other, like, once every six months. And just, like, trauma dump, like, go into, like, total detail about everything that's been happening in our lives. And then it's like, okay, bye. Like, have a good weekend. See you again in six months. So you only get your hair done every six months? Well, this was getting my hair cut. No, it's probably more, like, every, like, three months. Wow, that's wild, yeah. I mean, I guess that's when I see my hairdresser, too. Yeah, but I'll, like, go to, like, after hours with her. Like, I saw her <laughs> I saw her at after hours a couple weekends ago. And I was like, oh, my God, Hey. You guys are just hanging out? Yeah, it's this place called, it's like, I don't even know where it is, and I actually don't remember the name, but it's really fun. I should take you there, but it would be, like, dangerous for us to go together. Like, we'd have to take two days off after. Oof, so I lived a lot of after-hours life, well, life, the life of an after-hour-y, like, I don't even know. You were an after-hours gal. There it is. Um, Comfort Zone was, like, my home. Okay, see, I think that was before I moved here. Comfort Zone was really crazy. I... Like, used to rave 24-7. But this is, like, kind of a different vibe. You know what it is? It, like, it kind of looks like if an Ossington cafe, like, was an after hours. Which I know feels unappealing, but drinks are so cheap. Oh, they're cheap there. Yeah. Usually, it's the opposite, right? Yeah. Usually, alcohol is really expensive. But, like, a double gin and tonic was, like, eight fifty. Okay, that's a problem, though, for me. Like, I don't want to start drinking doubles at 4 a.m. Yeah. Like, You're that right. ruins my life. Like, I'm not young anymore. I was thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, that's uh, what we did the other night at Comedy Bar. <laughs> yeah, and, like, literally everyone went home separately. It was one of those nights where we, like, were at this industry party Yes. So the thing about, uh, that's what I love about our community and like stand up. It's that like the whole time we are encouraged to like do our work in bars, contribute to the bar tab. It's rude if you just get waters. So then everyone becomes alcoholics and then everyone starts doing drugs. And then a festival comes into town <laughs> where like you're meant to prove yourself. But your degenerate nature, yeah, you just... can't turn off. Well, no, because you're too deep in it. Luckily, I didn't drink all month. So the first time I drank was the Thursday before this party. Then it was the next day. And the way that I saw these people at this party. Should we start about the fact the worst show we did? Like, really recap the night? Because we did a crazy show with a crazy heckler. And then went from that environment to this party. What I do love about comedy is that you could get off a high of doing something really fun. Yeah. And then go right into doing one of the worst things that have ever happened to you. Yes. So I went, I opened for a John is Charlie and Nigel Grinstead at the Rivoli for Just for Laughs, um, which was nice. I had a great time. And then I had to leave there and immediately Uber, which also pisses me off, Uber to the East End to host a show in a basement that looks like a hotel lobby, but we are grateful. And so <laughs> here I am doing this and I go in and for some reason I realize within like two seconds of starting that I'm going to have to like 
actually verbally fight these people. It was such a switch in the audience. So the front row was a group. It's two couples, all friends, whatever. They were at the 8 p.m. that I hosted, which was in the same room. Yeah. They were an amazing audience during the 8 p.m. My favorite audience members during the 8 p.m. They were young. They were getting what I was saying. They came up to me after. They were like, oh, my God, you were the funniest one. And I was like, oh, that's the way to win my heart. Like... So then I go grab a drink, come back down, and they're like, oh, we bought tickets for the 10 p.m. And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. Cool. You guys were such. <laughs> Is that yep. your emails? Yeah, it's, uh, it's my so Dropbox telling me we have a space bitch. Oh, love it. That happens to me all the time. But uh, yeah, there were. I was like, oh, so great. You were such a good addition to the audience for the first show, so you're going to be a great addition to the audience for this show. Worst, I don't know what happened in the 20 minutes between like the end of that show and the beginning of the next one. They became demons. It's literally that you know, when they do those like those mad commercials, like the arrive alive, don't drink and drive commercials. Yeah, and like you think that like the guy's like walking his car and you're like, that guy seems okay. They put the glass there, and then there's another glass, and there's another glass, and there's another glass, and then like the commercial's only 30 seconds long, but by the end, he's crashed. That's those people. Yeah. It's literally like, that is the power of alcohol. Like, you can have four drinks and be like, I'm fine, but honey, they haven't hit the bloodstream fully. That is so true. <laughs> like, so you think you're good. By the time I got on stage and started talking to them, they didn't even know how many kids they had in total. <laughs> That's so scary. Because, like, towards the end of the first show, I started doing a bunch of my material about, like, fertility and stuff, and I asked them about their kids, and they were totally coherent talking about those kids. And then you were sitting in the wings while I asked them about their kids the next time. And it was like, uh, what? Mm, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, how many kids do you have? They're like, there's, there is Lisa. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what do you mean there is Lisa? they're like, uh, and they're all at home. I was like, I need you to know how many kids you have. Not just for me, for the law. Oh, no, for ah. safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, where are your kids? Like, I'm going to need you to check up on those kids, and I'm going to need to talk to someone more sober than you. Time, time, yeah, time for talk, bro. you got to run home, Cinderella. Like, where the <laughs> fuck is your family? Like. And then there was a solo man in blue tinted sunglasses. At night. Well, here's the thing. What I will say, and that runs true no matter what industry you're in, whether you're a server and you to call out kitchen, new single, or you're at a comedy show and you're like, there's one person here alone. That is the same person. <laughs> okay? That is the person that thinks that they're doing something. Hey, I'm coming out. I'm doing this alone. This is my night. But they have to let you know it's their night. And nobody asks them. Okay, maybe that's the energy that he was coming with. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I don't... The thing is, is like, I was bulleting the show... I actually don't like to pick on someone that is, like, at a show by themselves because it's, like, you came, you bought a ticket, I'm happy, you yeah. know? Like, we need asses and seats in this city. So, like, I'm not one to go and, like, just rip on them and be, like, you fucking loser, you had no friends you could come with. Like, yeah. that's not me. But this man, from the second I got on stage, for, like, the first, for the first four out of seven minutes of my set was just talking through my set at me. And I was like, what you don't understand is I'm on like three medications to stay alive every day. Like, I don't have the will to live 
to fight <laughs> a heckler in a basement. In seven minutes. In seven minutes. Like, if you think that I'm gonna, like, do something, it's like, no, I'm just gonna call you an asshole and then make sure that the rest of the room hates you, which is exactly what happened. Well, I'd already broken it down while I was hosting, and I kind of, like, was getting the vibe that they were, like, really insane. But, like, that guy was from my hometown. And so I, and he was the only person from my hometown. And he acted exactly like everyone in my hometown. Like, Scarborough is a place where unexpected things happen (laughs) all the time, no matter what, and you just roll with it. In grade nine, yes, I watched a guy get his, like, get attacked with machetes out, like, they all emerged in the library, ran out the library, which is like, (laughs) I guess that's how they learned. They macheted this guy. He's like, we're coming back tomorrow with these people, with our people. He was still alive and stuff. And then they macheted him in the back of the head, like was slicing him up. He collapsed. He survived. He's fine. Um, okay. This is, I'm just going to say the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. And it's scary that you can say it so casually. <laughs> I, I grew up in the hood. No, I know. I know. It's I, just like really a reminder. Well, and that's why when people are like, you're yelling at me. I was like, oh, you'll know what I'm yelling yeah, at. Yeah. I'm like, what? Is, we grew up very differently. Yeah. It's like, no, this is just how I talk. This is me giving you grace. You're lucky I'm even giving you the heads up so that I don't fight you. You know what I mean? So that, that happened. So this guy had that Scarborough energy. He's trying to tell me that he didn't have, like, any money like I thought he did, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I can see you. He's wearing muddy shoes, blue sunglasses. It's giving very much, like, BET 1994 like, when people wore sunglasses inside. Yeah, Ringo Starr, maybe. Yeah, it's, yeah, he, but, like, you know what I mean? So, it's just like, okay, I get it. Like, you grew up around black guys. You wear sunglasses indoors. Okay, you work in the trades. You don't think women are people. You just think they're currency. Yeah. I get it. I get who you are. But your hair's in a ponytail, and you think you understand what comedy's like, because you watch Netflix at home sometimes when you don't pass out because you blacked out on whiskey. Love it for you, Craig. But, like... <laughs> But, like, right now we're kind of doing the show. Yeah. So he, um, security came, and then they came being like, we're taking this guy out right now. But then here's the good thing about Scarborough people and, like, where I'm from. The minute you know they know they're in trouble, the switch-up is so phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to do all those things that people told me I have to do many, many times. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I guess he didn't know. Can he stay? Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, Okay kick this guy I was like I already paid for my ticket I now that I know I'll be better it's like I literally told you all this so this all happens there's a bunch of people that are hammered and then the rest of the audience is just like whatever and so we have that whole show where we're like wow that was a lot yeah let's go decompress at this party let's go decompress at this party so we go to this party mind you I've only had in total one martini yeah one martini so here I am, silly me, thinking that I'm going to network. No. <laughs> I networked. Yeah, you did actually. We met like eight people. Well, I met eight people because you made eight new friends. Well, yeah, I, like, I had my business cards in my bag. I was ready to go. I she was, was like, ready. The opportunity will not pass me by. Yeah. Okay? So I get all that stuff ready. I only get one drink at this open bar party, which listeners, growth. And <laughs> and that you're proud. And I'm so proud. I'm so happy. So proud of myself. And then 
I start looking around in the room, and first of all, there's so many people there that are just in their, what I could only assume are pajamas. You have a huge thing with this. This is, <laughs> this is a big critique you have. Yo, if you're leaving your house, I don't care where you're going. You gotta look like your mom raised you. In fairness, I have literally never seen you wear sweatpants. I don't wear them! Like, I genuinely have never seen you wear a pair of sweatpants. No. No, I... I My mom ingrained this in me so hard, and I know that I'm, like, such a fucking old-school Caribbean woman at this point, but, like, I'm sorry, you need to have house clothes that you wear only when you're at home. You need to have outdoor clothes. You can have a transitional period where you have, like... I'll accept leggings. Yeah. I'm not even fucked up like that. I'll accept leggings, okay? I'll, you have to be stainless. You have to be, like, ironed. People that just come out all wrinkled up. Like... Every man. Like, nigga, are we sending a message in a bottle? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Did you pour <laughs> coffee grinds on this? Like, and make a, like, treasure map project? I'm just like... For grade 10 history class? Literally, like, what is going on? Like, at least, if you don't have an iron, if you don't have a steamer, which you should have both, the minute you're past 18... I'm sorry. I'm a steamer queen. I love a steamer. And steaming takes longer, so I get it if you want to iron. Some people don't know how to iron. Some people don't even have boards. You can still use a bed. There's so many things, right? You can even hang your clothes up and squish them together. And if you do it for four days in there, it'll look okay. But you coming out in, like, t-shirts from Walmart. Hey, we love George. I love George, but I was at least wearing Old Navy. <laughs> Like, I, like, you Right, know what you I mean? step it up to Old Navy for networking events. Well, yeah, the, 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 it's the flow, it's the casual, it's like the Reitman's vibe. Like, it's, yeah. like a, it's a little bit of, a little bit of Sears, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, sometimes I might get a little bit saucy. Like, whatever. But I just looked around, people, like, unkept hair, hoodies, t-shirts, pajamas, and you think that someone's going to ask you to write a show with them? I mean... You're getting a bunch of people who are depressed in the same room. That okay. Just, that just sounds like a group of people with depression. <laughs> yes, but you can't get out of depression if you don't dress yourself. No, it's true, actually. The way that you dress does make you feel better about yourself, for sure. Dress for the job you want. Yeah. Like, and so there are people walking around, eyes closed, <laughs> incoherent, try, just at the bar the whole time. And like, can you believe this? I'm like, can you believe that you're like this? And so I just did my job, bro. I went, I did my networking, I had a great time, I met so many people, I've, I've lunch dates, whatever. But there are some people that I'm like, this is, yo, look around. This is the last time you will see onion rings being brought to you, wine on deck, and lights in your face after fucking 1 a.m. Ever. Yeah, no more invite for you. Ever. <laughs> Well, then, after this party, we had probably one of the craziest Uber experiences I've ever had in my life. So we go to this party, whatever, the party's over, everyone's saying, you know what, Comedy Bar has a 4 a.m. last call, which, do I love this time of year? Yes. The demon in me, the person who likes to be chaotic, loves that. The rational person in me hates that. I don't want any of your 4 a.m. anything. It should be illegal to have 4 a.m. last call, but also, look, I take advantage this time of year. I, okay, last year during this festival, 
I was out every night for 4 a.m. last call. And the show, Late Bad, was every single night. Yeah. And so, when I say I'm lucky to be alive, like, I have no idea. I didn't even, like, it was one of those months where I just didn't even look at my statements. Oh, you cannot. I didn't even look at my statements. I went, I know that I went to tap on, like, a Thursday. So, like, a week after the festival had started to get a bagel and I had to transfer money from my savings into my checking <laughs> because it was declined. And I was like, what are you doing, girl? <laughs> so everyone's like, okay, 4 a.m. last call at Comedy Bar. I'm like, you know what? That's closer to my house. Let's go. Me, you, and a very funny comic from Vancouver who's in town named Ryan Williams. So um, funny. Love him. So funny. Such a nice, sweet boy. Uh, is here to do new faces and I think some other spots. We all get in an Uber. We're in an Uber. I haven't seen Ryan in a while, so we're catching up. We're all chatting in the back of this Uber. And does this Uber driver not turn to me and say, stop screaming? Stop. He's like, stop screaming. He was screaming at me. And we were like, what? I literally was like, I'm not screaming. I'm just telling a story. And then he was like, this is my place of work. Which, look, in most instances, I will respect that. In most businesses or in most situations, I will respect that. Like, I would, for me, and I'm sure you feel the same way, like, when I step on stage and someone has their foot up on stage... Listen. That's the... I get that. Like, I feel like that's disrespectful to your work environment. Like, nigga, are you in a hammock? Like, yeah, you're so casual. Like... Too casual. Yeah. You know? Like, please, at least sit up straight while I'm up here for seven minutes. You like, know? So I'm not someone to, like, disrespect someone's work environment. But it's 2 a.m. and you're an Uber driver. And we're actually just three people sitting very politely in the back telling a story. Like, you're lucky I didn't get really in your personal space and open the front passenger door for the money that I'm paying you. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like, it is your car and it is your job, but you chose it. But I also wasn't screaming. We weren't screaming and you applied for this job. <laughs> like, I, like, this is the thing. It's not like you came and you were like, they're like, sorry, all that's left is Uber driver. You got an app. You gave them the information for your car details. You told them what your model was. You gave someone your VIN number, okay? You got it passed and legally checked so that you were at the rate of approval for you to be able to drive, okay? You didn't say Uber Eats, where you could be alone, bitch. You said Uber. Yeah. You said Uber, the collective Uber. Like, as in everyone getting my car. Yeah. You can go deliver my Domino's if you want. It was so wild. So I was just like... And then he said, I could pull over. Yeah. And you can get out of the car yeah. and order another Uber. And I was like, Bria? This is your rating. <laughs> this is your rating and that's the only reason why I'm not going to get serious with this guy. I am going to drop a few bombs. <laughs> and he was trying to act like he couldn't hear me. So I started to say them a little bit louder and it yeah. for him. But I wasn't even being a dick about it. Which is so crazy that he couldn't hear you in that moment. It felt like the hearing was selective. Yeah. Oh, nigga, you deaf now? <laughs> like, that was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Like, he literally acted like, ah, la, 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 la. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but literally three minutes ago, this exact tone of voice. Was screaming. You couldn't hear. 
Inaudible. It was so crazy. And then, of course, classic Uber is like, oh, we're so sorry to hear that. Here's $5 off your next ride. And I'm like, this man literally threatened to kick me out of an Uber for having a conversation. Because of my voice. Because of my voice, yeah. And my thing to that is like, well, then don't drive at 2 a.m. That's what I said to him in the yeah. car. And I wasn't even trying to be a, like a huge dick. I just said, sir... Do you not think that maybe a 1 to 3 p.m. shift is for you? Yeah. It's like, take take the rush hour shift where you where it, they surge you four times anyways for a ride, so I'm sure you'll make good money. And everyone's already exhausted and defeated. It was the most awkward nine minutes. I was like, we could not get there faster. I was so mad. I know. Part of me was like, I do just want to get out of this car, but also I knew that Uber would fuck me over and still make me pay for the ride. So I was like, no, I refuse. Right. So I was like, let's get out of the car. And <laughs> yeah. like, no. I was like, let's just make it there. And so we make it there. And of course, 4 a.m. last call. 4 a.m. last call does what 4 a.m. last call does. I ended up, once I got there, having a couple shots. Well, we needed to after that. Yeah, we needed to after that, except I was going to a baby shower the next day. Which is wild. There's too many, for where we're both at in life, I mean, you do have, like, a relationship and you're, like, looking to do adult things. But the amount of weddings and baby showers surrounding us, it's just like, who do you think I am? Honestly, though, it's like how many last year when I had to go to so many weddings, look, I was irate. Yeah. This year it's like baby showers. Baby shower gifts used to be 25 to 50 bucks. It's a baby. It will truly not fit anything you buy it in two weeks. It's a baby. I looked up in 2023 what the average baby shower gift was. Not only were there tiers of how well you know someone, like work friend, acquaintance, friend of a friend, friend you met through this. There's friend of a friend? I'm not even going to go to my friend's baby showers if it's inconvenient. I'm not going to a friend of a friend's baby shower. It was nuts. Like, so unless you're fucking someone famous and I know there's going to be like an open bar and amazing food, I will not be attending. Well, and that's the baby showers. I think it's, it's so funny when people have like, open bar at a baby shower because it's just like the bride's just or the sorry the the mom's just like wow this fucking sucks so the baby shower i went to did have so that's how babies are made yeah true (laughs) babies are a result of an open bar a lot of the time yeah full circle to be fair yeah Yeah. but like i looked it up and i found my tier of where i was like you need to give a hundred dollars i was like i don't even give myself a hundred dollars a week Are you insane? I'm going to give this baby this small thing that doesn't even know who I am. So here I am at the gas station pulling out $100 to give to an unborn child for what I just, bro, I'm cutting out friends next year. Like, I'm good. I'm good on this. $100. No, it's crazy. I spent between Ubers and the subway and this baby shower $200 and none of it was for me. I don't think you you had to take the subway. (laughs) I take the subway and I don't think you guys understand. Like I love doing stuff for me. Yeah. 
Who doesn't? To, to have a whole weekend of nothing done for me is my personal apocalypse. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Like, okay. Why don't I just not jerk off too for a week? Really, like, have it all fucking come full circle. Just. Why don't I hold out on sex? Edge. Edge your (laughs) self-care. Yeah, just like, why do I get anything nice if I get nothing that's cool? It's, I mean, like, yeah, I'm starting to get invited to weddings of people that are younger than me. And I'm like, oh, no, I refuse to go. I will not attend. Well, I mean. I'm still going on first dates. And you expect me to look at your beautiful, youthful self and, like, be happy? Like, you don't want me there. I'm going to cry. That's what I'm going to start saying in the invitations. Thank you so much for the invitation. But unfortunately, this will probably make me a mess. So it's best that I don't attend. Oh, I started signing all my wedding cards after putting money into them. Being like, let me know when I can fuck you guys, too. (laughs) I'm so done. Let me know when I can join the crew. The problem with it is, for me, is the divorce rate. Like, that's my issue with a lot of these things. It's like, I can't trust that you're still going to be together. Therefore, it doesn't make sense for me to invest so much of my time and my money into your relationship that might be done in three years. To be honest, I don't know anyone that's divorced. Really? Every person that I've that's gotten married since I've gone to a wedding is still together. How long ago has that? Like, what's the the what's the time frame? Like twenty fifteen until now. Okay, but I feel like ten years from now, maybe. No, like a lot of like again, like a lot of people I know, we've all ended up sleeping with our friends or people that are adjacent. To our friend group. Yeah. To like our friend's brother or our friend's cousin. And so we've known them all for so long that everyone's like still... Like I have so many high school sweethearts that are still together and they've been together since they were like 17 that are my friends that are still married. Like they're not breaking up. Right. But that's like, again, as annoying as that Scarborough man was in the show, a loyal man, he did stay. (laughs) He did. And he didn't just ruin the beginning of the show. He stayed to be there through all of it. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so that's what we can say about a Scarborough man, that they're loyal? They're loyal to the situation. Okay, a Scarborough man is loyal to the situation. Like, will you get cheated on? Probably. Yeah. But, like, will he choose you in the end? Yes. He'll come back. He'll cheat, but he'll still come back. Yeah. Well, he'll cheat, and then he'll, like, you'll... He'll come back and you'll never know about it. Right. And then he will never go back. Like, he does his own moral journey. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. I wish that man had a similar moral journey, but we weren't able to inspire that in him. He stopped talking every time I was on stage, but I just don't remember what happened with everyone else. But, like, okay, so who's getting married now? Okay, well, this isn't anyone that's younger than me, but my cousin is getting married, and Ooh, we okay. She's close to your age. Uh, so it's a male cousin. Oh, he. Okay. He, yeah. Uh, he is like four years older than me. Mm. First grandchild to get married. At this rate, probably gonna be the only one my grandma sees, <laughs> my nonna sees get married. No, maybe your sister soon. 
I like that you didn't put me in contention. That's so funny. <laughs> Obviously not you, but yeah, your sister. Possible. I mean, she's healthy. She's great. I want her to live through all the weddings, but, um, you know, we first have to make it through this one because for this particular wedding, we will be walking across the Tijuana border. <laughs> okay. And look. Is that the ceremony? No. <laughs> I, I was like, yo. They're getting married, I guess, in this, like, remote valley vineyard town. Looks gorgeous. Looks absolutely beautiful. I'm sure once we get there, gonna be amazing. And I know people cross the Tijuana border every single day for work. Because, like, it's so expensive to live in California that apparently there's this, like, influx of people who live in Tijuana and then cross back into California to go to work. My only thing is, like... To go to work? Yeah. They cross the border every day to go to work. Yeah, apparently it's very, very common. I know it seems weird to us. That's not my issue with it. My thing is, is, like, my nonna moved to, like, this country when she was 19 and, like, learned a whole new language to, like, live and exist here. And I just feel... Like, she doesn't really need that experience. No. You know, she's like 86. Like, why don't wow. we just... Yeah. Why don't we just let her chill? Like, I don't know that she needs to go through a metal detector at her age, you know? Oh, so, okay. The way that I envisioned this was that there was going to be, like, sand and, like, dust. And you're, like, literally... But that's this. Okay, no. She's not, like, immigrating again. No. That's <laughs> the way I envisioned this wedding. That it was like you guys were, like, sneaking across the border. No. For some, for some reason. But you're going through custom. Me and my entire family. I've had a huge-ass Italian family. That could never work. How many people are going to be at this wedding? I haven't asked because, personally, I just get, like, stressed out the more information I know. I think it's going to be beautiful. And I'm so excited. But... Uh, yeah, we basically have to go and we have to, uh, walk across and then there's a car on the other side that picks us up and drives us to the venue. So at the beginning of Taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, you know, we'll see what the experience is like. I, I hope they have a sufficient amount of tequila for us when we arrive. So do you put like American money or pesos in the envelope? They live in the States. They live in Miami. And I was like, why couldn't we just go to Miami? Why wouldn't you just get married in Miami? Oh, it's probably too expensive. Not my wedding. Yeah, probably too expensive. I honestly, I get it. Weddings are expensive. Um, but I think you, I guess, have to put American dollars in. Which is like, you're profiting. Uh, you're getting, what's the, what's the dollar right now? You're getting 30% more. Not for me. <laughs> I'm giving you what is in my living wage budget. <laughs> like, I, like you're American, and that, you know, great for you. You're getting a Canadian wage. I think that's fair. I mean, you are Canadian. Yeah. Like. like yeah. Like, when you come paying here. Paying for this in Canadian dollars. Yeah. When you come to my wedding, I expect you to give me American, because it's easier for you. <laughs> and I'm going to give you what's easier for me. Right. A lower currency that you have to go and convert. <laughs> final fuck you of the wedding it's like i will give you a gift but you will need to go to a wicket to use it yeah do you have paypal <laughs> yeah i mean i'll report back after yeah we do need to know all about this wedding oh of course i'm very excited about that okay well i mean we should wrap it up here because we do have a lot of things that 
we need to talk about next episode. We really do. I got some recaps for you. Yeah, we need to hear about Footman. I feel bad calling him that now. I think we might need to come up with a new nickname for him. Oh my gosh, progress. Okay, (laughs) we'll let you know. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.